Hello and welcome to the Spiritualized Podcast. This is your host, Jess Fenton, and today we're looking at why manifestations don't show up. We're looking at through the lens of the classic archetypal story that shows us exactly why the manifestations are kept from us. And this is to do with temptation. Every time we give into temptation, which there is temptation all around us in most of our life, we're giving into temptation all day long. This is the precise thing that keeps us away from those manifestations in the miracle zone, the manifestations that feel so in wow frequency. And that's where we get kept away from when we allow ourselves to be tempted, when we don't have the strength to say no to something. Because in that move through the temptations and accepting the temptation, we have now moved away from authenticity. We're now no longer in our authentic power. And so there cannot be that true spring of manifestation which is completely effortless, full of ease, full of grace. And instead the manifestations can come or they might not come, but it's from a different place. It's a place of efforting, of having to sell an aspect of oneself, of having to overgive or undervalue ourselves. So we see there is a difference that you can manifest in both ways, but we're looking to manifest from a very wholesome, authentic way, rather than this artificial way of manifesting, which ultimately leads us all to chasing more. It will never be enough in the artificial zone of manifestation. And so we return to authenticity. And today we look at why this is so important to have that inner strength to first of all observe when we are succumbing to temptation and then have the strength to resist it. So if we look through the archetypal journey of human humanity, one of the first stories, archetypal stories, is that of, or maybe it is, is it the first story of Adam and Eve and how everything was provided. It was all there, it was all abundant, and yet there was this seed of doubt that there was something else and of course we all know that story and we move through that story ourselves as a fractal of Adam and Eve as a fractal of that archetypal story or understanding the hero's journey and this is precisely what keeps us away from the manifestations because as we have to metaphorically leave or get kicked out of the Garden of Eden, we are now entering the wilderness, the 40 days in the wilderness. Now, of course, these stories aren't completely connected in that way, but let's connect them. Let's say that when we leave that gate and we're booted out of the Garden of Eden, we open the gate into the wilderness where it's full of temptation and that temptation comes in such clever disguises that it comes in the form of just charming people, charming 
situations. It doesn't always have to come in the form of something unpleasant. Usually the temptations come in wrapped up in a little bow and they look amazing. They look glittery and they look they look picturesque and it's something you just want to open because it looks like how can that possibly be anything bad it looks so good so we enter into the the wilderness which is full of temptation and that's really moving from the garden of eden which is our internal reality into the wilderness which is our external reality so we have to spend time in the wilderness that's what our lives are really about how can we hold our state of being in our authenticity and in one of the episodes or a couple of the episodes I talked about the cottage in the forest it's the same idea of where we've got this beautiful cottage to live in that's fully supplied it's full of love full of loved ones there's a sense of belonging there's a sense of you don't have to do anything to receive in that cottage it's your home and yet outside there's a deep deep dark woods that are full of predators and competition and everyone is teaming up but you never know who you're teaming up with Um, and that's because we've looked outside of the cottage window and seen the other cottage going that cottage is a bit bigger I think I'm going to venture out into the woods and check out the you know that that supersized cottage because that's what I want and yet what we had within our own cottage was we could have extended our own cottage from within. So we're always able to have whatever it is we want in our authenticity. In no way is this to say that we have to just accept what we're given because we're in a co-creative reality. And so we build from within, we build from our authenticity. So in that cottage analogy, we're looking out the window at the other cottage, which looks much bigger and we want that and so we don't need to venture out into the metaphorical forest we can come into our internal reality back into our cottage and just say that's what we would like and then the cottage grows bigger so it's a good metaphor i don't know whether it'd be a metaphor or an analogy i have to look up the difference and that that's good metaphor and analogy whichever one it is which ties into the garden of eden and the wilderness so as we are tempted in life we'll see that we lose our authentic power and in a place of practicality this is in relationships this happens it happens in business it happens in work it happens in all aspects of our lives where we we want something and we don't hold on to our authentic power in order for it just to arrive we instead go out into the wilderness or we go out into the forest and we we have to get into transaction we have to go and work hard we have to sell a bit of our soul or give a piece away of ourselves or give just give a lot when we never needed we never needed 
can't get my words out. We never needed to do any of that. It comes down to ask and it is given. So there is a simplicity in our authenticity. And let's start with some stories around power and the art of negotiation. We always know that someone who's willing to walk away, someone who is willing to say no, someone who has a standard that knows what their no is, what they're not going to accept, they have the power. And so this has reminded me of when I was selling my property and the per- the purchaser, we, it was the, the day of signing, day of completion, day of exchange, exchanging contracts. And on that day, I've got a phone call and he was like, I'm dropping the price by 20,000. I'm just going to give you 20,000 less just because I feel like it. I don't feel like paying that extra 20,000. And of course, I needed that in order to um, do what it, I'd, I'd budgeted that for whatever I was needing to do. So now we have this who's holding the power, who can walk away from the deal, who can say no. And that's where I lost that that power of going, okay, I'll just have to take it because I need this sale to go through. And yet, who knows whether he was bluffing? Um, we don't know, but clearly I was the one to walk away. I was the one to um, give in first. So we see when we need something from somebody else and we are not prepared to walk away, then our energy gets siphoned off. It either gets siphoned off financially or it gets siphoned off through your emotionality or your personality or gets siphoned off in some way. Um, Another example of this property related again was when I was buying a property. I tend to be someone who just sees something and I fall in love with it, a very emotional an emotional buyer. Uh, if I love it, I'm not going to bargain. I'm not going to negotiate. I'm just going to go, what's the price? I want it. Give it to me because I can't walk away from it. I've fallen in love with it in that moment. And yet I remember when I was buying that property, that's exactly what happened. I was like, this is it. I went in and I just felt the energy and I had to have it and did no negotiation whatsoever. It's just like, I want to buy it. And then of course, they can sense uh, that loss of power. And so then they up the price. And then I was like, fine, I'll just pay the price. Someone else at that time, a friend or colleague or someone was also buying property. And he did the opposite. He went in much more level-headed and looked at what the property was worth and put his offer in which was below the asking price and he wasn't going to budge on that if he had to walk away he would just find another property for me I in my mindset like this is the only property I'll ever find whereas he was in that more abundant mindset of there's plenty of properties I will just get one that another one and so of course he secured that at the price he wanted So every time we're giving our power away and not being in that authentic space of this is what I want to pay, this is my budget, 
this is what I believe this is worth to me or believe what this is worth on the market and just paying that. Um, then we, we gain that power. So those are just examples, but we see this happening all through our lives in all sorts of different ways. We're constantly leaking our power. And it's a return to this authenticity, a return to not being tempted, to not giving into temptation, to know that when we're back in authenticity, we will manifest perfection. So, for example, on that property that I was like, I have to have this. If I'd said, you know, I believe that I should have paid less. If I'd said, you know, I want it and I want to pay this price below the asking price and I can walk away from it. If I'd had to walk away from it, maybe the uh, even more perfect property might have sprung up. So this is what happens when we think we want something and we think that's the the best we're going to get. Then we shut ourselves down from what what is there what is there in the miracle space what is there where it's we can't believe we have discovered or found or been given something far greater than we could have imagined so we're trying to feel into this energy here and how these temptations and how the the inability to not be tempted to hold authenticity, to hold a standard, to not be pushed around energetically like uh, has happened with those properties, then we come into our manifesting power and it will work in our favor. So as we practice this and practice holding that space, not giving into anything that takes our power away. So it's almost like if the power is being taken by somebody, you absolutely don't take that. So like when the property was being sold, and just because he felt like it, he took 20,000 off. Um, even just as a form of principle, my answer should have just been no. I should have just been able to walk away from it, not allowing someone to just take 20,000 because they felt like it after it'd been months of negotiation and you know you know in England it takes it's a long process to buy and sell property and he knew he had me where where it was you know right at that last moment and so that those are the moments in life we have to stand strong in our authenticity and say no and the more that is practiced through life, that becomes just a integrated way of being. And as that happens, uh, we move much more into a sense of embodiment where people know that they can't do that to you. So in that time, this was probably about the properties, was probably about, 11 no about seven years ago I think um and what happens is as you're working on that authenticity you are imprinting into the morphic fields 
time and time again your standards and then others telepathically pick up on that he probably telepathically picked up that I would give in had it been someone else like the friend of mine who was like no I refuse he would have felt his energy he wouldn't have done that because he would have been at risk of losing the property himself so people get a sense of our energy and we need to keep imprinting the strong authentic frequency into the morphic field and over time I mean it can happen pretty quickly but over time as you keep imprinting and imprinting it's picked up telepathically through others and they won't cross your boundaries and this is why boundaries are so important standards are so important and not being tempted not allowing the senses to dictate uh, where you move through in life and allowing your authentic power to manifest on your behalf, which can be far more powerful than the temptations. Moving into temptation has that sense of weakness to it. It has a lack of discipline. It has a loss of boundaries. And it's such a deep contemplation to move into, to to look at all areas we're tempted. There's going to be so many areas. There's going to be deeply unconscious areas. There's going to be very conscious areas like, yeah, I'm definitely tempted by this or by that. Um, but there's also going to be these very deep subconscious levels of um, where we're moving through temptation. So when we look at the 40 days in the wilderness, we see that's the miracle zone, because once you're able to hold that space of not being tempted by anything, not by a partner, a friend, family member, potential partner if you're uh, dating and in relationship, in business, in, um, in everything when we're able to hold that authentic power and not be tempted by anything, then we enter the miracle zone. We just look at the story of 40 days in the wilderness where there was this, where there were those three temptations and they were all resisted. And what happens if you're more in the space of um, uh, not if you're more in the space of having faith in God, this conversation doesn't necessarily um, apply to only people who have that faith in God because it can be um, not related to that. You can just use the stories as a, a, an archetypal story that humanity moves through. But if you do have that connection to God and you you resist the temptation, you'll find that that's where the, the whispers of God are. That's where there is that guidance and that movement through into the place of miracles. And so as we come into this frequency, we have to look deeply within ourselves and probably there's going to be some aspects that don't feel very pleasant all of the times we have been tempted 
and you know it's i think it's happening just all day long in life it's it's non-stop temptation so that's the the contemplation to do is where do we lose our power because we're tempted by something who's who's holding the sparkle that we want who's holding um a vision or a manifested form of what we want who's holding the the love that might be desired or the affection or the attention when it comes to relationship can they move you out of your power can they move you out of your authenticity with a flash of attention with a flash of affection with a flash of a shared fantasy and that comes a lot a lot in relationship of people move into the shared fantasy together and there's no manifestation in that place so as we return to our authentic self it has a lot more of a groundedness to it it's no longer in a shared fantasy it's no longer in the fantasy realm and so that's when we start to manifest with such um just manifesting with such power manifesting in a very natural way where nothing needs to be forced it's easy it's effortless there wasn't ever meant to be an intention that you had to be in the you know in the world working really hard really efforting at things really doing everything you can to make something happen that was never the intention it was always the intention that this is an abundant universe that everything just moves naturally everything is manifested naturally and being human we become co-creators with that but our part of it is to to use our own free will to stay in authenticity because we have our free will to be tempted we have our free will to move into all of the things such as greed and lust and um whatever those those um things are we have that we're we're able to do that and so how do we hold ourselves back in authenticity and return to love return to gratitude because as we know there's so much written and spoken about in the form of gratitude and i'd done an episode on gratitude where i'd really been saying that how can we feel gratitude how can we experience it and be the essence of gratitude when we've had to work for something so even in a relationship where we can feel grateful for that person at some level we probably had to give something and keep giving it otherwise they might disappear there's not that true sense of belonging it might be a sense of belonging from a place of um fear where it's like let's look after each other um so we've got each other to count on rather than a belonging of 
we just we, there's just a belonging there's just an ease there's a naturalness there's nothing either has to do to for the other one and of course that means that we end up doing a lot for somebody but it comes from a place of freedom comes from a place of um yeah just freedom uh where neither person has to give to the other and that belonging is a frequency where there is no transaction and i'd say a lot of relationships look like they are oh you know we just give to each other and we're here for each other but there is an underlying uh, contract there there is a I'll look after you if you look after me and if you're not making me happy then unfortunately you know this will need to end and so you can never fully relax you can never fully just belong and not do anything is always contingent on you doing something. So then how can we really feel grateful? Gratefulness is springing from, it's, it's when we don't have to do anything for something. It's just given freely. And we feel that. We feel that in our essence. And that's when we feel that awe of gratitude. And as I say, it's love is just, it just is. It's nothing to give. It's not, it's not something you give, it's not something you receive, it, it just is. You just are love and there is no giving or taking. You're essentially in that space of just being love. You're emitting an aura, you're emanating love, which then everyone who comes into contact receives the gift of your emanation of love, of you just being you. You never have to give them anything. They benefit just from being in your energy. And it's the same with gratitude. There's no giving or receiving of gratitude. You are just you are just gratitude as an essence. Um it you just it just is. It can't be given or taken or any of that stuff like love. You just are it. And so in those moments, those true moments where you feel the awe of gratitude. It'll feel so different from I'm grateful to you for doing this or it's got a different feel to it. It's an essence. And so that's what we're looking at in coming into this authenticity, into our own power, into just being love, into just being gratitude. And what I was saying, I didn't finish about the gratitude, is that it's Gratitude is an opening. It opens us up to receive all of our manifestations. It opens us up to us being co-creators and not having to fight our way through. It's reminding me of like a January sale where everyone's fighting to get the, the cheapest thing on sale and they're knocking each other over and they're fighting and shouting and and that's we're not going for that type of energy in life. We're going for this opening. It's grace. It's this opening of, in the space of gratitude, just opens up to manifestation. And that's the ease of it. 
And there's very specific ways to come back into authenticity. So I never want to speak to this, uh, speak about this in a very intangible spiritual way, because there is a very specific way to keep returning to authenticity, to strengthen the authenticity. And the more we strengthen that, the more we come into wholeness and we experience that power within and we return to the garden of eden we return to our little cottage we manifest whatever it is we want uh, ask and it is given but speaking a little bit about transaction and how that works because it's it's a very high spiritual teaching because we're so used to transaction so we're like well if i don't give this then how am I going to get something? Or if I don't ask for something, how am I going to receive it? There's all of these questions that the logical mind can't get its head around, that how could something just show up if we're not going to go and get it? Um, and so that is that aspect of the higher frequency that as we as we move into these higher frequencies, we start to see exactly that the manifestation is just happening almost almost as if by magic so i've given this example before i still can't remember his name but david hawkins mentor um that he'd had this this thing happened to him at 40 he's nearly died and he had he found himself in full surrender for the rest of his life and in that surrender it's like he said everything was just there every time he thought something there it was and we I think we all experience that in you know in little pockets of our lives where everything is just moving in this very mysterious uh, way that you just think something and it's there you want something and it's there you need something and it's given and you never had to do anything for it. And so we're expend we're extending that capacity within ourselves. We're opening up more and more of that space so that ultimately in time life just becomes that of this is what I'd like and that it is presented. And again, there's gonna be this pushback of like, no, that's not how it works. We've got to be in transaction. I've given the example of relationship that when there is no transaction, when we truly don't need anything from the other person, uh, then they feel free. But what happens in that freedom is they want to give because we're naturally all giving beings. And so when we feel free, we, we all are very generous. We're generous with our time. We're generous with our resources. We're generous with our attention and affection and um we're generous with everything when we don't when we feel it's not being taken from us and that there's not this underlying contract that we have to give it so as that happens we'll find in that partnership it just opens out into a non-transactional relationship where both people feel fully free which makes them both magnetized to each other it's very magnetic and there's no more triggers. There's no more inducing of karmic loops. Uh, there's no more expectation. There's no more um, 
stories and assumptions and taking things personally because in that freedom it doesn't matter what the other person thinks because we're at no risk of losing anything it's only when we think we're going to lose something now we're worried what they're thinking what they're doing why they're doing this why they're doing that that that's because we have a fear of loss because we are artificially holding on to that person so as we come back to ourselves and we don't need anything that we're fully self-sufficient because we're authentically within our own energy within our own bodies that's when everything around us starts giving to us we become that receiving feminine energy pulling everything in magnetically rather than pushing out to go and get and this does work in business i'll have to do a different episode specifically on business of of how we can create a business that is without transaction that's not to mean that there's no giving and receiving and transaction as we know it but at an energetic level everything is moving very freely no one feels like something's being taken from them whether it's the person providing something or the person receiving something uh, everyone feels everything is fair everything is good uh, everyone wins and there is that way of being in in business where it's a win-win for everybody um and so we just go back to this temptation part of it that manifestation is not through allowing your temptations to rule you and to just go with the temptation so this means taking your your means taking your vision of the external reality and understanding what it is you want what is it that you want to manifest what is it that feels good to you uh, for an example i want to i think maybe in the next episode do a episode about how to create a beautiful manifestation list of what you want to manifest and have a bit of fun with it so in that authentic in our authentic power we don't have to just wait to see what we're given we are co-creating but it's done in a very specific way so when i look at what it is i would like to manifest i have always had this feeling very deep within me that um it needs to be an infinity pool overlooking the ocean and with other houses around i see it very specifically in my mind and the details get more and more clear like around the pool it's not grass it's not concrete it's wood it's those wooden slats that feels good to my feet the sunbeds are just really expensive and they feel nice they're not those sort of plastic things um and you just feel, i can just feel the quality of the sunbeds and the umbrella and the heat and the views and so we get to see what it is we want authentically this was never about oh well that person has that or this is going to mean that some you know i'm successful or i'm this or i'm that 
it's got nothing to do with anybody anybody else other than it's a it's an experience that I can feel feels so good to my soul so my soul really wants this um and so then we start to look at well why don't I have it and it's because of my succumbing to temptation and so that pulls us all out, out of authenticity. And now we're out of the miracle zone. Now we're not in the zone of asking as given. Um, and so we have to come back to authenticity. And we can go much deeper as to how it then works. But first, the first step is to observe what the temptations are and to come out of it and then to allow the magic to occur. There's lots of other aspects to it that we can really create such a beautiful manifestation list for ourselves and actually get it manifested, not keep it in a fantasy, fantasy zone, um, but really understand how we pull that into our grounded uh, state of reality and manifest it from there. And that will be coming in future episodes. But for now, look at your temptations and bring awareness to see whether those temptations do actually stop what it is you would like to manifest. Take care.